Welcome to the Inspire podcast. This week I talked to Christine Mazamdar, Hospital Director for the Transform Hospital Group. In this episode, we discuss her journey from YTS to Director, the experience her 15 years in the NHS gave her, and how she has turned the COVID pandemic into an opportunity to drive collaboration between the private hospitals and the NHS. Christine also talks about the challenge of the past 12 months and how she looks for transferable skills from other sectors within her potential hires. A great insight into the healthcare sector. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Christine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really well, really well. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to the conversation. It is a pleasure to have you on. If you could give a bit of a background, I guess, to the listeners to your experience and where you've come from to a present day, that'd be brilliant. Absolutely not a problem. So I joined the NHS many years ago, I guess initially as a dental nurse and I'm really showing my age now as, as a YTS dental nurse. So, you know, the original apprenticeship route way, way back. That got me very interested in, in healthcare in general, clearly. I took a bit of a career break and, and travelled to America and, and, and did some you know, young person stuff. And when I came back from America, it, it was when clinical audit was first being introduced. And audit and, and governance kind of go hand in hand. It's all about quality and essentially doing the right thing at the right time in the right way. So I stayed with the NHS for about 15 years growing and continuously growing and developing the, the, the agenda and, and actually working for the same trust, although it went through several iterations of a merger, a larger trust, merger again. But I, I, I guess I wanted to I wanted to work life balance, definitely was one, one of the um, options. But I felt I wasn't affecting change as quickly as, as, as I wanted to. I, I, you know, I was a cog in, in quite a big wheel. So I took a decision to, to move to the private sector and it was a very small family run business. It was an independent hospital, a very different culture, but essentially needed to have a governance framework put around what they did extremely well, which was sell healthcare, private, private um, elective procedures. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to understand how independent sector or ethos of independent sector needs to be introduced into the NHS way back then because NHS just wasn't really very commercial. thought I'd do a couple of years in independent sector and then, then go back to my roots of NHS. But strangely, I'm still here 14 years later, again, for the reasons of continual change and development. So the small family run business was acquired by an investment organisation about five years ago, which also acquired another private cosmetic surgery firm. So not only have we, we merged sectors, we've grown and developed in terms of independence. We now have two hospitals, we've got a network of clinics. So, so my role has continued to change across that time. Okay, Chris, that, that's great. Now, the organisation that acquired the small independent, I guess that's that's part of the, the, the group that you, you work for now, the hospital group, you just give us an idea of the size of this organisation now. The, the corporate organisation is Transform Hospital Group Limited and that's brought together the hospital group and Transform. We have two hospitals where around 500 clinical staff across the two hospitals and a network of 11 clinics. Again, the, the clinics essentially are, are what we would class as our outpatient facility and 
maybe another 200 or so staff associated with the clinics and the sales force that go with our, our corporate organisation. Okay. And your your role there now is hospital director. You just give us an indication of what that entails. So I'm the hospital director overseeing two hospitals. I have day-to-day um, operational leads in each hospital. So they manage the day-to-day activity and the throughput. But essentially, my, my role is leadership. My role is, is, is compliance. My role is patient quality. My role is to make sure that the staff, as well as the surgeons, as well as the patients, get the service that they, they deserve. Okay. And you, you talked about the right place, right time, right way mantra. We've all seen significant change in the last 12, 12 months. How has your role changed in, in, in the last 12 months? And, and has there been significant change within the private sector to where you were probably 18 months ago? Hugely changed, hugely. But but I would say from my perspective or from the company's perspective, much, much positive change has occurred over this 18 months. And COVID has been a, a, you know, a testing and a challenging time for lots of businesses. But for an independent sector to break down some very historical barriers with NHS, to be working in, in partnership with multiple trusts locally. So our one hospital, Burcott Hall in Bromsgrove, has worked with three local authorities or local trust. The Manchester Hospital, the Pines, is working very closely with MFT and providing a multitude of, of services that, that run in tandem with the NHS. So a true partnership, it's not a devolvement of the activity, it's a partnership of the care of the patient. And what's actually, what that's enabled us is, is to diversify from just being a cosmetic and weight loss provider to, to truly being a healthcare provider and, and and this is part of our strategic aim going forward to break down some of those those barriers and those thoughts that independent sector is an us and them. And it shouldn't be an us and them. This is truly a healthcare partnership going forward. Okay. And, and did the, the opportunity arise due to capacity issues within the NHS that they needed your facility and your service and that then presented the opportunity to work with, with partnership? Was it, was it purely capacity? I think it was both, to be fair. So there's, there's been some very very unique and bespoke agreements with with the trust. The initial block booking of COVID by NHS England was to secure capacity. And in that capacity was was everything from equipment to staff to to the building itself. In the early days, we repurposed our anaesthetic machines to become ventilators. So what concluded was we couldn't do any surgery because we hadn't got any anaesthetic machines. But what we were fortunate to offer was some medical step-down care for patients. different to, to what we would normally have done you know not surgery at all so how did my role change my role very quickly became a motivator very quickly became an enabler to bring the stuff along with me to do something that they were not necessarily trained to do so how did we get them to be competent and there's a very difference in in, in terms of what that means so you know education training support and and you know nurtured them into feeling comfortable and confident. We were very fortunate to work with the um, CCG that engaged a, a consultant to support us. And that was that was a virtual support. He, you know, he wasn't on site every day, but we knew we'd got that, that lifeline. So that was medical. We then had our, our anaesthetic machines repurposed back to us and we dropped out of the national contract and entered into local agreements with NHS Trust. And that then truly became bespoke. So on some occasions, the, the, the hospital provided the staff and the, the NHS provided the equipment and the surgeon. 
Sometimes the hospital provided staff equipment and the hospital surgeon just turned up with, you know, and, and carried out his surgery. But all the way along, I'm very, you know, important to, to hold true that it was a partnership. And, and without there being open communication, this wouldn't have been a success at all. I know it's great when it's when it's that true collaboration and partnership and you've got that shared goal and the support in terms of the CCG with the consultant investment in that to, yeah. to support you through the process. I guess the big challenge for you would have would have been with your with your staff during a, a real difficult time to, to retrain and, and repurpose the, the, the staff. How, how did you do that in terms of your, your your senior team and ensuring that the staff were, were supported and what sort of process did you go through to bring them on board? And did they just adapt to it quickly uh, because of the challenge and the, the global pandemic? I asked you about three or four questions in one then, so you'll do well to answer them. But, um, <laughs> but just give us an idea of the challenge. So I think the global pandemic really assisted to change people's hearts and minds. And what previously might have been a stretch too far made it you know, realistic. And I'd have to say, the, the, the teams from, from, you know, front door all the way through to senior management were humbled by the opportunity. And, and that's a sentiment that's probably shared across all independent sector to truly be recognised as a facility, as staff, as an organisation that can support the NHS during this time. Um, really helped to move along the agenda and, and I guess gave it some speed and momentum going forward. To come back to how did the senior team respond individually, there was a mixed mixed response, of course, there will be everybody's got their individual fears and, and their own limitations that they hold within them. For me, it was about putting in place process, it was about putting in place policy, training, competency frameworks, an opportunity to go back and revisit something if they didn't feel comfortable. We actually brought on board some Transform Hospital Group supported the clinical teams with doctors. So some of our surgeons have trained previously in different areas. So one of our medical aesthetic doctors is actually a GP, previously did some elderly medicine training. So he came on board and, and, and worked with our clinical teams on a, on a rotational basis as a duty doctor. So they always felt supported. One of our other surgeons is a general surgeon by, by original training. So again, had also done some elderly medicine or some rehab, and he provided a, a rich source of support on the on the job, as it were. And they did a lot of on the job training, vocational training, and again, that helped open their eyes to potentially. It doesn't always have to be a classroom or, a, you know, a full-on three-year training certificate. We can learn and develop differently. And this is where the healthcare sector need to go. They need to be able to bend and adapt like other, other professions have in, 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 in the recent times. By the, humbled by the opportunity to, to be a healthcare provider and your staff obviously have taken that, taken that on board. You said right at the start that when you were in the NHS, you probably didn't use the word frustrated, but you, you felt as if you couldn't affect change. Yep. Um, I guess now this is the opportunity to affect change within the NHS through the private sector and that real collaboration. And, and is that given you almost uh, bringing your step to actually really now start to embed that change? Absolutely. You know, again, 
same with an organisation for 15 years has got to be something that continuously challenges you personally as well as professionally. And this is my next chapter, I guess, being a little bit you know, egotistical about it. Mm-hmm. This is truly something that, that rocks my boat and, and bringing on board that change within a, a wider healthcare environment, that holistic healthcare environment is a new way forward. You know, there's some quick wins, but there's, there's also some, some long-term projects and some scope around partnership further. So a third person, so, you know, as, in, as, a, as an independent sector that hasn't previously worked with the NHS, we don't necessarily have all the skills and the, the terminology and the, the IT frameworks to be able to do that instantly. But bring a third party in, a three-way partnership enable, enables us to support that going forward. And that's my next That's my next challenge is, is, is to affect that change as quickly as possible and as seamlessly as possible. But I guess understanding that we can't do it all ourselves. We need, we need to be able to collaborate and use that word beautifully earlier on. Okay. Um, in, in terms of the, I guess, operational challenge of, of, of COVID, obviously I know that previously you, you, you travelled a lot to, to, to Pines and back, back to Burkhart. How has your, your day-to-day business changed during the last 12 months? And have you been able to, to force a te- technological change through with the way we work? Yeah, so from a, if, if I speak to you from a, a Transform Hospital Group perspective, as an elective healthcare provider, huge amounts of IT challenges around getting ahead of the ahead of the curve to be able to bring on board some of these initiatives, but very much more telemedicine, very you know, e-consultations. And, and a key piece that I'm very keen to in, ensure that we've got good governance around is consent. And, and consent is, is an important part of the healthcare journey. But the traditional, you know, two face-to-face meetings, you know, lots of paperwork, you know, we, we should be able to bring that up to speed in terms of the, the day and age that we're in. And you know, I, I, I joke about this with my teams, but you know, I brought a house and I never saw a solicitor or an estate agent once. You do it all online nowadays. And that's probably one of the biggest purchases that you're gonna have. I'm not belittling the consent or the, or the medical you know process, but Patients want to be accessible. Patients want to be able to access their doctor. And to be able to do that more frequently, virtual consultations has really enabled that to take place. We do insist on a face-to-face prior to surgery, of course, because that is the essential, you know, final sign-off. But we've been we've been able to provide much more advice and guidance during this situation through technologies like we're using now. From a hospital perspective, there's been challenges, of course, around travel and ensuring that both our sites are green sites has been really important to me and to the organisation. So, you know, making sure that our staff adhere to um, good PPE, making sure that they've been you know, socially isolated and distanced and, and you know cared for themselves because in, in in essence they're caring for other people. Our patients are PCR tested, so they're tested negative before they enter into the hospital. And again, PPE is worn at all times. This has enabled us to provide good good care, but in, in a safe environment. And, and that provides to, to our NHS patients confidence. And in the early days, that's what was lacking or the feedback was, was say patients were scared to go for their treatment. What independent sector could offer because they were just bespoken a smaller service, we could offer that green site status. Yeah, and, and having been been on site, it's, it's a fantastic environment building. And it does, you, you do you do get that feel of, of safety when you go on site. It's not like going into a standard NHS 
hospital, yeah. is it? It's, you know, yeah. it's a fantastic grand building that you've got. And I can imagine that it does give certain patients the peace of mind required to get them into the hospital to have have the um, the, the treatment required. So it's it's great that you've flagged that as, as, as one of the, the, the changes that have taken place. And I've experienced it, um, not in, in healthcare, but just going to the dentist, the change in technology and the way that they've worked is just far better now. Yes. Like, why did I ever sit in a waiting room when I can sit in my car, I can register on my phone and then they'll just phone me when I'm when it's ready. You know, yeah. it, it's far more efficient. It's it is much more efficient. Yeah. It's a pleasant experience. There are things that have changed for the better. And it's all about um, adoption of those services yeah. and technologies. So that's that's great. And some you articulate that well in terms of the way that you've been able to do that. What, what I wanted to do is just go back to um, y- yourself and y- your obviously journey to hospital di- director now. Did you always want to go into the healthcare sector and servicing, you know, the service industry, if, if you like? Was it always a passion of yours or did you not really know what you wanted to do? And, and just went down that route? As a little girl, I wanted to be a nurse. So I think it was always there. Okay. If you ask any of my team now, I want to be a doctor. Okay. And, and it frustrates me, I can't go and do it. Uh, <laughs> no, in, in, in all honesty, yes, I think it was always in the bones. And for me, I think care and the industry is, is a vocation hmm. in, in one way, shape or form. I'm not a true nurse. I, you know, I don't get, I don't, I don't get to do frontline nursing. I am absolutely, you know, in awe of those that do that. But I guess what I like to think is that, you know, it takes not lots of managers, but it takes some really dedicated managers to ensure that everything moves in the right way. And if I can affect that change and improve those that environment for the for the, the clinicians at the front line, then yes, it comes back to job satisfaction and efficiency for the organisation. And of course, profitability for everybody, which is, you know, we are an independent business. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. And, and I think the challenge within the healthcare sector is that clinicians may not be commercially as astute as people on the business side. And it sounds to me as if you've got the combination of, of both. You've obviously had your, you, you've done your time, if you like, within the uh, within the NHS, but you have a commercial hat on. And like you say, you're an organisation that, that that needs to, needs to survive, which, which is a true skill set which, which is great it, sorry to cut in but I do think that that is part of some of the benefits that will come out of the reflection of these partnerships you know the analysis that NHS England are undertaking and certainly the analysis that we've we've conducted with our local NHS contracts has shown the efficiency has shown you know the great impact that it's had on the waiting list um, initiative and, and you know I'm guessing some of those surgeons and doctors came to independent sector a little reluctant thinking that you know, they, they, they you know, they've sold their soul to some extent. And this isn't what I, but hand on heart, I can say that all the surgeons that have been through either of our facilities have really enjoyed and really appreciated that care, but that efficient throughput because ultimately the patients have benefited and that's what their aim was for. Okay. So wanted to, to move into the, the, the staffing side of it and how we, I, th- I think we all, Probably know there's a challenge in terms of getting quality staff into the, the healthcare system. What advice would you give anybody that was looking into the healthcare sector? Maybe you're know, maybe a, a career transition. What would you? What advice would you give for, for anybody looking at looking at this sector? I think you know it is to some extent looking beyond the traditions of what is a nurse, what is a doctor, what is an ODP, and looking at what those services are or, or services that are being delivered, and and almost 
always look at it backwards and, and say, actually, could I, would I, or do I want to be part of that service? Let me try and put that a little bit more eloquently. The hospital's core business is cosmetic and weight loss surgery. It's about having an understanding that that's not just cosmetic surgery it's vanity it's you know it's not for me because I'm a proper nurse or it's looking and saying well actually that's part of an holistic care and those patients have real needs and and you know the improvements that we make on life is is huge so look past some of the traditions look at what could I be doing and how could I affect that change and the growth and development of that service you know an add-on for weight loss service is you know is always education you know it's a well well-being service that we're providing you know it's somebody that perhaps has an interest in fitness for example and is a nurse is a huge you know fit for the organization and it might be that we you know we utilize all their skills differently and and, and I think looking at independent sector more and more there are more diverse roles and opportunities that to sell themselves as a diverse member of the team as opposed to that tradition traditional role that I think the other opportunity for independent sector is 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 that ability to affect the change quicker and and you'll be aware of this you know the 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 change in apprenticeships clinical apprenticeships for example you know I laughed about my YTF it's it's kind of taken years to get a formal apprenticeship going for clinical staff you know the 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 extended roles so we've just appointed an extended role so a a HCA that is is essentially undertaking a nurse and associate is, is is the term so undertakes nurse duties because she's had extended training that's the way of the world going forward and we as the independent sector I think can make that change quicker and that's the benefit to staff that want to come into this as a career I think the the word that I'm going to pick up on there is education so it it sounds like there's a mindset or a vision of what a nurse does and it's very different probably to what the reality could be but it's about grabbing and grasping that opportunity and, and making it what you want and looking at skill sets that you have and saying, how can I influence my skill sets on the organisation, not the opposite way around? Absolutely, 100%. And the apprenticeship one's classic, isn't it? You know, again, mindset, apprenticeship, young people, low-level skill set, couldn't be any different. You know, you've got level seven master's degree apprenticeships yeah. in, in, in place. And it's just around educating people that there's a different route for, for them to take. So that's, that's, really, that's really good advice for, for anybody looking at this to really do their research and educate themselves and even just you know spending time within an organization phoning an organization asking questions listening to stuff like this to learn it's got yeah. to be the way forward the most independent hospitals and, and i'm sure perhaps nhs as well but it will welcome work experience and and you know i openly welcome work experience to the hospital because it gives them that feel you know you asked me earlier on did i always want to be a, you know in the healthcare sector and i did but back then you weren't allowed to step foot as a work experience in a hospital you might have been you know medical records or you know the admin back offices what I like to expose that the the, the, um, students to is a feel for what a hospital is and what those different roles might be equally we we do work with universities and offer work placements again because I think it's an important part of them seeing a different aspect to the healthcare environment and I I think whilst we're on staffing obviously you engaged PSR in terms of recruitment and that was quite a bold decision for you because you went out of the traditional 
traditional healthcare recruitment and went, no, actually, we'll just try somebody else that's successful in another industry. And I think we did bring something to the table with, with the way that we, we looked at it. And I think that's the same in any organization. You need people from diverse sectors and industries to come in to give a different opinion because you always do what you always did. You always get what you always got. Is obviously the exactly. same. So many people live life like that. You're like, just listen to other people and different yeah. industries because they will, will will come up with something different voice and idea so yeah absolutely experienced it with with, with your organization and it's a testament to you that you're open-minded enough to to welcome that and anyone listening to this you know take that opportunity to to take on that that work experience for, for, for sure coming towards the um coming towards the end now and i wanted to go down a couple, couple of routes one is the the future of this collaboration with, with the nhs how far do you see this going and are you excited for, for, for this now and this change uh, so if we could go down that route first yeah so this, this this isn't you know this isn't by over by a long shot and I think we'll find how the NHS and independent sector work will continuously change again over the next 12 months so, so what's been put in place is the NHS framework Transform Hospital Group are now part of the NHS framework ultimately that's a tendering framework but of course it you know it, it's it's not without its um, limitations and and I think and maybe maybe it's not the same all over the country, but I can speak from our experience. We've worked really collaboratively with the local trust and that's worked really well. Sometimes putting a, a rigid framework in place doesn't necessarily bring the best results. And so some discussions that are ongoing at the moment is around what does that framework look like in, in you know in three months' time? Let's test it, let's try it, will it change, will it evolve? And I think the answer to that is definitely yeah. Transform Hospital Group definitely want to be part of this. It brings us that diversification. It does help us to, I guess, recruit staff because there are those traditional people that want a traditional nursing role. And we need a mixture of those people as well as the, you know, the, the, the innovators and, and, and the drivers. So diversifying our, our case mix will, will enable us to better recruit a cross-section of staff, but also attract new clinicians, new services. It embeds NHS partnerships, as I said, plus or minus with a third party, you know, going forward. I think this could be a future for several years. It's really, really exciting times and some of the calls that have obviously been on with, with some of the, 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 the higher higher end recruitment needs and the way that you're thinking strategically is is just fantastic. There's so many opportunities here and that mix of case load there and, and services yeah. gives you another string to your bow as well as the fantastic Definitely. environment that, 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 that you have. I guess too, what I'd like to finish on is in terms of you personally and, and, and as you've had a number of years experience in this sector, have you, um, in terms of your skill set and mix, have you have you had mentors that you've looked to that have guided you on this journey or is it very much been you, yourself and just at that drive that you've had? Yeah, so um, th- there's one very formidable um, lady in, in my history who, you know, was, was, was a mentor and she was, she was a feisty Irish lady and, and I'm not going to name her, but she, she was just great in terms of, she was one of the first female directors of governance in, in, in the country and certainly joined a very, very much a man's world at, sitting at the, at the NHS table of directors. But she was, she was one of those go-getters. She was definitely one of those, those people that, that saw there was more to what you were perhaps showing at the time. And, 
you know, many, many years ago, perhaps I didn't, didn't have the same confidence as, as I do now and didn't appreciate what I could bring to a, to an organisation. And she helped bring that out in me. And, and that's something that stuck with me for a long time, because I think we owe it to our teams and we owe it to our staff too. And I always use the word nurture. It is a nurturing sometimes. Sometimes it's a prod. Sometimes it's a push. But ultimately, it's, it's about bringing out the best of your team. And they're not all going to be the same. And you shouldn't have a team that's all the same because you'll always get the same out and and I encourage them to mentor each other I encourage open mentorship in in, in open forums as well as private mentorship between groups and and individuals so yeah mentorship for me is, is a real key to development people need to want to be developed and I get that and, and, and not everybody does and that's absolutely fine as well but we owe it to everybody to, to, to give it to them their best I think it's interesting that you um, the, the, the mentor that you talk about demonstrated probably that it was possible actually by doing it so you, you've got that role model that you think well actually yeah it, it is possible and then obviously there's nurturing and there's mental yeah. it, but there's the vision you're probably now a mentor and, and that figure to, to some people to go actually yeah Chris there because that's what I want to do demonstrate those skills come from the through, through the NHS into private and you, you demonstrate to others and true what you say I think everybody some people need the arm around the shoulder some people need a prod yeah. it's about working out isn't it the, yeah. um, the the management style that is yeah. going to bring out the best in people and you know there's probably a whole new podcast that we could do on, on that subject <laughs> alone for sure but it's it's great that you that you value that mentorship and that you recognise men and you also recognize the power of it from a development perspective because it is it is so true with with that just hopefully we've just got time actually just to cover culture and we we, we discussed the, the the culture of change uh, within your organization do you have a um or if i grabbed one of your staff and asked them what the culture is within the organization what do you think they would say what is what, what you're hoping for in terms of your culture um, I, I would hope that my staff would say we have an open culture we, we work on honesty and transparency and, and, and you know one of our values is integrity and, and clearly that's how we, we, we live to, to deliver our services as well you know, clearly care and, and care is about our staff as well as our, our services but even from our CEO down every week his newsletter is very open and very transparent about what is what is occurring what he's heard he tries to put some context around some of the noise that he's heard to help bring it to the forefront so nothing should be festering in the back we should all be able to bring it to the table and that's what we believe in. That's a, uh, a brilliant, brilliant way to end the, the, this podcast. Really do appreciate your, your time. I think your, your story and journey is an inspirational one. The challenges that we've covered here in the last 12 months, it, it, you, you've turned into an opportunity for many and provided care, most importantly yeah. for, for, for many. And this podcast is about opening people's eyes, showing them the uh, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And anyone listening to this... I think the biggest takeaway for me is around that, that opportunity to go into healthcare, take your skill set and go and embed it in that organisation. And we have opportunities within Transfer Hospital Group. We'll see yeah. what we're recruiting for. Put some links on the on the show notes and let's hope that we can, we can get uh, some staff come through actually listening to this and thinking they want to work for an organisation, an individual like yourself, Christine. So thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Really enjoyed it.